Hello and welcome to the eTalk 21 Sports Podcast for February 9th. How's everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind eTalk 21 Sports. We have an absolutely loaded episode for you today, all centered around the Super Bowl. I am going to be sharing how I'm building my DFS lineup and my boy David, aka Better DP21. Him and I are going to go head to head. This week, we're each going to have three bets. And whoever comes up with the better record owes the loser. No, sorry. The loser of the bet owns the winner. A um, 24-pack, a case of the finest beer in the world, Miller Lite. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Parlay Play. Go to Parlay Play, download the app, use promo code NFLBETTINGBLITZ for a 100% deposit match. And that way they know, oh, Uncle Rico sent you. Obviously, NBA trade deadline was yesterday. Look, I know a lot of people are making a big thing out of the Gallinari, not, excuse me, the, not Gallinari, Gallinari got released by the Pistons. I'm not going to bitch about what the job Weaver's doing. But Gordon Hayward going to the Thunder, is it a veteran presence? Yes, but he's been in such a negative surrounding with the Hornets. How much, like what, this isn't going to be Celtics, Gordon Hayward. This is Hornets, Gordon Hayward. And when you bring someone in, how is that just going to disrupt the flow of everything? They have a pretty solid starting lineup. Is he going to be okay coming off the bench? Is he going to okay being that veteran guy on a team with a lot of young studs, which is winning? So they were doing so good, and they're so young, the Thunder. I actually would have just ran it. I would have ran it, seen what they could do. And then look to add a piece, whatever piece they decide to need. But that's Shea's team. That's Chet's team. Hayward's not going to be able to come in and demand the ball like you like like you, like you want used to. Obviously, you know we're in a great position. We're sitting on the Thunder, hundred to one. Gildress, twenty five to one MVP, and Chet six fit six and a half to one to win Rookie of the Year. So we're in a good position with them. Hopefully, they can put together a little run, put our position. In a, in a position, excuse me, to make money with their playoff run. Other ones, Knicks got better, I thought. Knicks, I kind of like what the Knicks did. Obviously, they got Burks. They got um, the shooter in Bonovich. No idea what the fucking Pistons were doing. Little surprise, Devontae, Deion, excuse me, dude, the Murray did not get moved, and the Warriors did not make a play. Buddy healed, obviously, to the... 76ers makes sense. Look, you're going to add shooting, but they need Embiid. And I'm not the biggest Embiid guy. Embiid can't fucking stay healthy. So I don't know. That's kind of my two cents on that. Now let's jump into some fantasy football thought. Now, look, obviously with it being one game, it's only a captain's showdown. So the thinking in this has to be a little different. If you listen to the stuff earlier, I've done earlier in the week. If you are listening to this podcast, when I'm talking to David, I'm going to mention it a little bit later. Or if you watch the ETOF 2-1 Sports Show each of the last two weeks, I talked about it. There's three guys that I absolutely love in the Super Bowl. Rice, Samuel, and Pacheco. So it only makes sense to me that I use one of those three as in the captain as my showdown slate. I really feel everyone's going to be using Mahomes, Kelsey, and CMC. Not so fast, my friend. That's not the way I'm going. In the captain spot, we are taking Pacheco. Look, he's averaged 17.36 fantasy points per game in the playoffs. 
In the playoffs, he's averaging 84.7 yards per game, 4.3 yards per carry on 21 rushing attempts. Niners, 15th DVOA defending the run against the Packers. Packers had 28 attempts, 4.9 yards per attempt, 136 yards. Aaron Jones, 18 carries, 108 against the Lions. Lions had 182, 29 attempts, 6.3 yards per attempt with Monty having 15 attempts for 93 yards. I really feel this 49ers defense can be run on. And with how the Chiefs can be exposed on the run, I, they're going to look to limit that. So with that being said, it only makes sense that this is a heavy Pacheco game and they lean on him a lot. Chiefs are averaging 128.3 rushing yards per game. That's up from 104 per game in the regular season. So he's going to be in my captain spot. Next, I'm going to go with Debo. Look, I expect a heavy dosage of Debo. Chiefs are elite on the outside defending the wide receiver, but have struggled against the slot in the playoffs. Flowers, eight targets, five receptions, buck 15, one touchdown. Shakir, eight targets, seven receptions, 44, one TD. I really think Shanahan's going to look to expose that, and because of that, he's going to look to go to Debo. Also, McCaffrey's been banged up. I don't think we're going to see... When he does get rest, Elijah Mitchell, I think it's going to be Debo in the backfield with Debo getting some love. Next one, we're going to Rice. Um, looking at him, 17.6 fantasy points for the playoffs. We've been targeting Lenore, and we're going to do it here for the regular seasons. He's allowed the six most yards to opposing wide receivers. Look, Niners run a lot of zone defense. With that being said, Rice is set. Rice is one of the best in the league at yards per route against the zone defense. Second on the league in targets. But since Thanksgiving, he leads them in targets, receptions, and yards. So ever since Thanksgiving, he's been the guy. Look, I know 24.3% target share, second best in the playoffs. But I really think they're going to look to target Rice. I think they're going to double-team Kelsey, and who knows? Warner's been elite covering the tight end. Is Warner going to be able to check him? So I'm going to go Rice. Next one, need to take a gamble hill. Need to go a little low budget. I almost went NVS, but instead of going NVS, I'm just going to take Kansas's, Kansas City's defense. Averaging 11 fantasy points per game. They're a top-10 unit, and Purdy has struggled against top-10 units in the three games he's placed them. So I'm going to take the Kansas City defense. After that, look. I got to take Mahomes. I'm going to go Mahomes. And I just need him there because of the potential for him to be there. Niners have given up 233 yards on average to Goff and Love. I really think Mahomes is going to be in a position. And look, if they could run the ball with Pacheco, this is going to open up the play-action pass. Got to play Mahomes here. Got to need, need, just need a piece of him. Lastly, we're taking the kicker. We're taking Buckner from the Chiefs. Look, Niners defense is good in the red zone, and the Chiefs have struggled a little bit in the red zone. So... There could be a possibility that they're driving down there and getting threes instead of sevens. With that being said, look, I like the Buckner as my kicker. So those I have it. We got Buckner. We got Mahomes. We got Rice. We got Debo. And we got Isaiah Pacheco in the captain spot. Now, let's shift our attention over and let's bring Dave on and we're going to talk betting in the Super Bowl. We have reached the part of the podcast where we're talking some NFL betting and who better to come on than David, a.k.a. Better DP 21 David, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing a lot better than I was yesterday. Just getting back from Vegas, finally got some sleep. I'm pretty sure I just slept a record of about 
24 hours. I'm not lying. So I have to say this. Like, I, I do have a bone to pick with you because I don't sleep at all. You told me to download some app. We're supposed to track our sleep in it. I think it's messing up with my head because now I'm visually seeing how little sleep I'm actually getting. And now I feel like I'm tired all the time. Like I started this week tracking my sleep and it is brutal. I think yeah. I, according to this app, I probably should be dead because of how little sleep I get. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, had, I le legitimately had a bone to pick with you. Um, but dude, some, but here's the saying, dude. Some people just can't handle Vegas, man. Some can't. You're right. And I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those people. Did I ever... I ran Vegas. I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've had some crazy Vegas experiences, man. Like, absolutely crazy. Running into a high level. Like, I had, I signed an NDA, man. Can't say the guy's name. I ran <laughs> into a high level athlete. A household name. Drunk off their asses. Um, went up to their room, had a beer, and then three of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life came in, and I was asked to leave. Um, and then you? I, dude, I was like, I was like, can I at least take the Budweiser with me? Like, I like just right. kicked out. Had to yeah. sign an NDA. Um, and then Zach Galifianakis, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Galifianakis, I think. Yeah. He was filming a movie and we kept on walking behind him and we <laughs> were at, funny. we were told we can't walk behind him anymore. Cause like we would literally walk behind, walk behind, walk behind. Someone was like, dude, we're trying to film here, man. We're trying to make it look natural. You can't do that. You do it again. <laughs> we're going to escort you off the property. Oh boy. oh boy. And then I had, you know, like sometimes when you play craps, like the stuff just aligns. Yeah. So I, couldn't like <clears throat> we got in late i couldn't go to sleep we're staying old school we're staying in the monte carlo oh wow so that's fucking old school no kidding so i'm like fuck it so i go downstairs i have flip-flops on i literally just take a fucking 300 dollars in cash that's literally all i did it and my room tea didn't take my wallet just had 300 dollars in cash had basketball, North Carolina basketball shorts on and a white Whitney Houston t-shirt. <laughs> I went to the craps table and I turned that $300 into like $2250, $2275. That's amazing. And it was like at 6.30 in the morning. That's even better. <laughs> it was absolutely positively phenomenal. Um, but we're not here to tell Vegas stories. We are here to talk some super bowl the granddaddy of them all obviously my favorite bet is um nick bosa to be caught by an escort before the super bowl starts thanks to our friends on bets online but um enough goofing around we are actually here for um to talk some betting obviously big game what is your first bet in the big game my friend yeah, so, you know, as this usually works, you know, first half inside, I'm going to leave with the first half. Um, looking at the uh, 49ers KC over 23 and a half in the first half for myself. So, 
you know, a lot of a lot of reasons behind this. Basically, the way that I look at this, though, is both these teams have pretty good passing defense, top five on each side of the ball. Um, you know, rushing defense is actually more middle to to end of the, you know, I don't want to say end of the spectrum, other end of the spectrum. Um, you know, and you know, from that, I really actually think both these teams are going to run the ball quite a lot. I mean, which we've even been what we've even been witnessing with KC more more recently than anything is their checkdown procedure with their tight end um, with Kelsey. And you know, I just I really see both these teams needing to utilize their tight ends and utilize their running game as an extension of the pass because of the passing defense um, on each side of the ball. So. I totally expect them to uh, do just that. I expect Mahomes and Purdy to try and rush on the outside. Um, you know, so don't sleep on them rushing the ball on each other is really where I'm coming from in this game. Um, you know, I know running the ball means controlling the clock, and you know, depending on how many opportunities you get on both sides of the ball, it can be tough. But I do expect them to use their rushing game as an extension of the pass. Um, so we will see a, we will see some offense here in this first half, I imagine. My model has this average closer to 29 and a half. Call that 30 points, if you will. Um, you know, so from my perspective, you know, numbers wise, you're looking at about a six point edge over the book in the first half in order to play the over for that reason. So I know you probably have a different perspective. What is your first bet, Eric? <laughs> I did under 23 and a half for the first half. Um, the last 17 years, unders are 64.7% against the spread. Um, I always feel like teams in the Super Bowl like to keep things close to their chest. They don't want to lose the game in the first quarter, first half. Um, so they're not going to take many risks. They're going to look to run the ball. Both these teams, I think, are going to lean on the run because that's the weakness of both defenses. Because of that, it will be a running type clock. And I think this game's really going to play out like the um, the Packers 49ers game did in the first half. First quarter, um, two long drives, no points. Second quarter, both teams got a touchdown. It's going to be like a 10-7 game going into half. That's how best what my stuff says that it's going to be. Also, um, looking at these coaches when they've been in the Super Bowls, it's a small sample size, three and one to the first half under. The only one that didn't hit was last year with the um, Chiefs playing the Eagles. And the 49ers play at the seventh slowest pace in the league for the whole year. And we've seen with the Chiefs, Chiefs are starting to play at a slower pace, especially during that Baltimore game. So I'm going to play the first half under this. Look, every Super Bowl, this is just kind of my bet. And a long sure. and tight, I always play first half under, more, more points scored second half. Those are always my two blind bets in the Super Bowl every single year. That's fair. Okay. No problem. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's like one of those things, right? You don't, we're at this point of the year, don't change what works for you, right? Like you stick to what you know. You know, I've been leaning on this kind of um, my model for all of the playoffs, and it's done really well. I mean, I called the over in that Detroit game, um, you know, in the first half, and and for the game that hit without a, without a problem. Um, 
you know, similarly for any other games that I'm using totals for, you know, I really like where my, um, where my numbers have been. So, you know, you can take me and my model with the over, or you can go trend betting with Eric, you know, and see what works for you. And you know what? Everyone's got different stuff, man. Everyone's right. got different stuff they like doing, dude. Exactly. Everyone's right. got different things. All right, all right. So, so there's our reasons on on the over or under first half, uh, whichever one you like, folks. But you got a reason on your side of the ball here. And all right, so we're looking at full game now. So, for what it's worth, I am what three and zero my last three Super Bowls in terms of a pick. So, and this is all based on again the data and numbers that I've got in front of me. So. I'm taking San Francisco minus two. Give me them all day right now. I look at them as a more complete team. I think KC really got lucky to get where they are um, to get beyond both Buffalo and Baltimore. Um, mostly, you know, let's call it outplaying Buffalo. No problem. Baltimore, don't know what they were doing the other week when they ran at will all season and did not do that at all <laughs> against the Chiefs. Um to your point, I actually totally wholeheartedly agree that this will be a run game. And in my opinion, the 49ers hold that card. Um, they have a better overall rushing offense. They have a better overall rushing defense um, in comparison. I mean, both, like you said, both teams have weaknesses when it comes to the defensive side of the ball for rushing. I just think the 49ers hold a little bit better of a card. You know, let's call it the king of spades instead of the queen of spades you know what i mean something along those lines but um not by a whole lot over each other here this is just more again when i look at the overall numbers body of work uh, niners in every category are top five when it comes to rushing offense passing offense and their passing defense the rushing defense number 15 in my book um from where they kind of sit from a rankings perspective so really like where that kind of sits in their favor um, I really think you're going to see a lot of McCaffrey in this game. You know, I think you're going to see a lot of Purdy kind of backing it up when nobody's paying attention, doesn't have a spy on him for some kind of option um, to really kind of get loose with this with this game. Overall, my model average for these numbers are showing a minus seven for the 49ers to win by a full touchdown over KC in this game. So what's that saying? Saying that we have a five point edge on current numbers. Um, personally to me, the only other thing, and I meant to make a note of this, I, I'm going to have to look at it in real time real quick. So was looking at the majority of where the tickets are falling right now in terms of lines, in terms of betting, you know, where we're actually kind of seeing that majority of the money coming in on this team. So, you know, where I'm actually looking at this from a perspective of a spread is, you know, that we actually have. The opener of this actually started at minus one and a half. Um, this line is obviously now at minus two. Um, you know, so that's where I see it from an opener, the line kind of moving in that direction of a favorite. Um, you know, so there is 72% of the money on San Francisco in this game right now. But a lot of money has actually been pulling in on the money line for KC. Um, you know, and of course that's always been my mantra all season for anybody that's kind of listened to me. You know, if you're actually going to play the dog and it's under three points, play your money line bet. Um, I've actually seen that 
money line bet go from even money for KC upwards of plus 120. So, you know, from that perspective as well, whenever I see a significant line move of greater than, you know, let's call it 15 points, 15 cents, whatever you're trying to look at uh, from a numbers perspective, you know, that's usually a fade on that side of the line for me. I won't play that side of the ball. It's usually also a better indication of where sharps are actually looking at moving money toward. So, you know, from that perspective, I think a lot of good things line up here. I know we, I know it's our only game on the board for NFL. So a little bit of those numbers are going to be a little skewed, in my opinion, from a wager perspective, just because it's the only game in town. Um, but, you know, I also really just kind of look at those subtle differences of where money and line movement is coming to and and where it's headed. So, you know, I was uh, in Vegas this week with a bunch of coworkers. You know, we were all kind of sitting around at lunchtime. And, you know, a lot of people did notice money moving in on KC to see that money line actually even move from plus 120 on down to something closer to plus 110, I think it might be today. So, you know, I let them know, like, basically, look, what that means to me from the perspective of the book is that books are going to have a liability on the side of KC's money line. And that they're going to somehow make the you know the line more attractive for San Francisco as the game gets closer going into the weekend, but yet to you know yet to be determined. That's just kind of where my head goes from a natural reaction perspective of looking at what the numbers are currently showing me, but also just kind of what I expect you know coming up to Sunday right about game time. So that being said. You know, again, I'm sticking with San Francisco minus two. I've had my bet in for a couple of weeks at this point and just kind of uh, going to wait and see how the you know market reacts here going into the weekend. But what say you, my friend? So I got the Chiefs at plus two and a half. And you like, I'm not going to lie. My model tells me to bet the 49ers, but I just can't do it. And maybe it's okay. going to bite my ass. Okay. I look at it where if the Packers or Lions coaching staff had a better clue, the 49ers would not be here. Sure. That's the first thing. Second thing, last 20 years, pretty good sample size. Dogs in the Super Bowl, 65%. Favorites, 35%. Yeah. One seeds in the Super Bowl, 42.9%. One seeds as favorites in the Super Bowl, 25% the last 20 years. Mahomes is 12 and 5 ATS in his career in the playoffs. As a dog in his career, he is 90.9%, 10, 1, and 1. This year, against top 10 defenses, and per D DVOA, Kansas City is a top 10 defense. Mm -hmm. Purdy, 46% completion percentage, averaged 211 yards per game with a 1 to 1 TD to INT ratio and a 1 and 2 record in those games, the lone win against Dallas and a loss to the Cleveland Browns, who started PJ Walker and the Baltimore Ravens. Niners, Niners defense gave up an average of 233 to Goff and Love. I really feel that the Ravens kind of opened up how to expose this defense by a lot more hitch, like, sorry, comeback routes and then what post and go post and hitch. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Show the deep ball in the middle, then come across the middle in a deep post or come back roots. Um, so the really, I really feel the middle of the defense can be exposed. Hamilton is one of the best safeties in the league in coverage. Kelsey absolutely killed him. Kelsey made him look pedestrian. I know Fred Warner is a phenomenal tight end in coverage, but the one time they played, Kelsey went six for 98 against him. And to me, that's kind of like the interesting matchup. You mentioned the run game. If Warner can stay back and kind of limit Kelsey, that's one thing. But if the Chiefs are able to run the ball and then you have to bring Warner up, what's that going to do with Kelsey? You know what I mean? Like it's one of those chess piece movements. Um, I know people are saying how the Chiefs are going to stop the 49ers running running attack. I trust Spagnola. When you kind of look at Spagnola's history all the way back, he was the Giants DC when the Patriots went into the Super Bowl. Okay. And he limited that offense that had Moss, Brady, and and was undefeated. Um, I'm gonna trust him to be able to do some stuff. And I think he's gonna force Purdy to beat him. And when you look at the outside wide receiver, the outside quarterbacks, they're absolutely elite. And the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, the 49ers only have one offensive lineman I trust, and that's Trent Williams. I was going to say Trent Williams is lining up on the left. What is Spags? If Spags is going to line up Chris Jones and the Greek kid Kalfanolfos or whatever you pronounce it mm-hmm. on on the other side, and they're just going to be going there, forced to double one. I don't know. I think I I like that angle. And to me, I'm a guy. You got to prove it to me. Shanahan has yet to prove it to me he can win, a, win the big one. They're up double digits last time these guys played in the Super Bowl, blew the lead, up 28 to three last time, blew the lead against the Falcons. So I'm going to take the two and a half here, you know. And if I lose to Brock Purdy, I lose to Brock Purdy. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be losing to Brock Purdy necessarily, right? <laughs> like, what did, who was that guy that came on? So you're calling him the, the 10th best best offensive player on their team. I think it was Cam that came out and said something like that about him. But um, so let me ask you this. You know, you you mentioned that Um, I went on the I'm yet sports podcast last night. And one of the debates we were having was if Purdy wins this quarter, if Purdy wins this. Yep. Is he a top five QB in the league? No. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think I think this kind of puts him in the category with, like, Tua, Dak, yeah. those guys. I think, I think I he's right, right in that category. But in my eyes, um, I think Lamar is better than him. Oh, yeah. Allen, Herbert, Hurts. Burrow, everyone seems to forget about Joe Burrow. It's just kind of just whatever, dudes. I'm just here. Um, yeah. But um, so basically how this is going to work, and this is a fun thing Dave and I are going to do. We're going head-to-head. We each have three, and the loser has to send a case of Miller Light to the winner. Yes, I know, the finest Pilsner in the land. Um. So with that being said, we each have to come up with a player prop. We decided it had to be a touchdown prop. So David's got a touchdown prop he likes. He's going to explain why. Then I'll explain why I like my touchdown prop. Yeah. So, yeah, going on that, right? I mean, I think we've, you know, just absolutely um, smothered the point of 
this being a running game, um, you know, in terms of where both these teams weaknesses lie on rushing defense and needing to expose the run all over the place. That being said, we know the focal point is going to be on McCaffrey from the 49ers side, but when we get down to that goal line, right? Give me use check anytime TD for plus 640. All right. I love this play. That is definitely an area where this man excels. You know, that let's just give it to him right out the gate from the gut punch. And I can totally see Juszczyk getting a handle down there, um, you know, ahead of uh, McCaffrey. So, you know, that's just one of mine that just feels right about this whole game in terms of what we just outlined with the rushing defenses, with the rushing game in general, I think just being stronger on San Francisco's side of the ball. And then just, you know, let's just give it to Juszczyk. Who doesn't want to say his name getting into the end zone? So, you know, that's just kind of where my head goes with that one. I, I mean, the value on there is incredible. I think I know I got it for plus 640. I'm pretty sure it's still somewhere in the neighborhood of plus 610. And that line has moved down a little bit. So some people are probably recognizing what I'm seeing there. But that being said, that's my player prop. I'm going to live and die on it to get a free case of beer from Eric after the San Francisco wins. <laughs> um, mine is, I did Debo anytime TD at plus 175. Now, hear me I expect a heavy dose of Debo in this game. Okay. Heavy. Because the Chiefs are elite on the outside defending the right receiver, but they've really struggled defending the slot. Flowers. Eight targets, five reception, a buck 15, one touchdown. Shakir from the Bills, nine targets, seven reception, 44 yards, one touchdown. Cedric Wilson, the targets were there. He had seven, but he only had three receptions, 37. I think we're going to see Shanahan look to expose that and use Debo in the middle and have Debo in the inside and have Ayuk line up on the outside. Mm-hmm. Casey runs a lot of four-man fronts. When facing four-man fronts, Debo actually leads them in targets when facing two high safety looks with Casey likes to run a lot. He leads them in targets. You mentioned the run game. I think there's going to be three people touching the ball in the backfield. Your boy, CMC and Debo. I think those are the three guys. I don't think we're going to see Elijah Mitchell at all. And I hate to say it to everybody. CMC is banging the fuck up. He has been leaving games he has the massage gun on it. He's getting his stre- neck stretched out. I would be legitimately worried about playing anything CMC because, in my eyes, he has an injury waiting to happen. Debo also leads the 49ers in red zone targets. Give me Debo anytime, Tuddy, plus 175. That's still really solid. I mean, I did think of that from a handoff perspective of him being just kind of that jack-of-all-trades player to get involved, to your point. I, I would also expect a little bit of a heavier dose, um, probably than what I'm giving credit for, you know, in the back of my mind for him. Just just knowing, you know, again, why I kind of set up the numbers uh, or the names that I did with Juszczyk was because when you think about the top four, big four names across the board, both sides of the ball, you got Pacheco, Kelsey, and then you got McCaffrey, Debo. And, you know, those are going to be everybody's focal points to take things away. So... Again, another just point of interest of why I look at Juszczyk as being somebody who else has the ball to your point. I don't think they go with Elijah Mitchell. I think they'll find maybe Debo in the backfield a little bit, 
maybe Ayuk a little bit too, um, just for his speed. And, you know, from there, I think, uh, you know, when you're talking, you know, some muscle up at the line, let's look at Juszczyk. So, um, you know, definitely going to be some creative ways that they get these uh, playmakers involved. And they have nothing to lose. This is it. They lose their time. Correct. This is, um, yeah. What's that, game, what's that quote from the Waterboy? Last game of the year, Brent. Can't hold anything back now. <laughs> so Dave Weaver was on my show Tuesday night. This And we're going to do this too. You and I are going to put together a fun parlay. This is the parlay Dave and I put together. McCaffrey over 150 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Debo anytime touchdown. Mahomes anytime rushing touchdown. You know, not, not passing. Anytime right. touchdown. Ayuk under four and a half receptions. Rice over 67 and a half yards. All right. So you and I need to put together a quick same game parlay. Um, so obviously we gotta we we gotta we gotta get your boy in here. What was your boy? Use check, where's he at? Scoring props. Use check anytime touchdown. All right, hold on, hold on. I gotta so I got a couple. I mean, I got a few names I could throw out. I got three that I could give you right out of the gate. Right, hold on. So, I gotta get like I'll be. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I hate the way that FanDuel has this shit lined up on their site. All right, that's my bet. All right, all right. So we're using FanDuel for this little activity. All right. So what? What's the first one you want to do? You want to put use check in there? You got to. I, I've just advocated the shit out of this guy. Let's go for it. He's plus nine hundred. There you go. Even FanDuel. better. So we're doing plus nine hundred. We're starting out with that. Um. My anytime prop. Where are we at? Where are we at here? Right. Right. Well, why don't I'm having a bitch of a time finding mine? So why don't why don't you knock yours out first? All right. So you check anytime touchdown. He just said it plus nine hundred. Yeah. Um. I got Kelsey over a hundred plus receiving yards. Okay. At, right. at well, least I- plus two fifty. I don't know what that number is on that site. Let me let me find this dude. Receiving props. Kelsey alternate receiving yards. We want to go a hundred. Over a hundred. Uh, that's two thirty-five. There you go. Uh, Plus two thirty-five. That's as in the as in the neighborhood of what I expected. Um, yeah. And then I got Kittle anytime uh-huh. touchdown for plus one fifty-eight. And then you you're going Kitty. Because I'm trying to, like I said, I want to get away from the top four playmakers if I can from a, a scoring perspective. Give me the names like Kittle and Juszczyk that should get in instead of those guys. I mean, Kittle, I mean, he's a monster. He could definitely get in there. Um, and then with all the checkdowns we described earlier, that only supports the claim for Kelsey to find more receiving time to get up, get over 100. I mean, let's put it this way. If Kelsey doesn't get over a hundred receiving yards, KC doesn't win this game. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, uh, I gotta get. I gotta get creative here. I gotta get creative. I gotta get creative here. Hmm. Hmm. All right, here we go. Method of 
Debo. Oh my god, you can do methods of first height, first TD. Are you kidding me? Jesus, dude, this is crazy. This shit. Um, I'm gonna go Patrick Mahomes. I wish they could do un. I wish you could do like an alternate under. You know what I mean? Like yeah. under two fifty. It's not giving me that. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go rushing props. You know what? I hate to do this to you, man. I hate to do this to you, dude. You're gonna be pissed off at me. Where are you going? I'm going Pacheco, eighty Fuck plus, <laughs> eighty plus at one at plus one forty eight. Just eighty, dude. Don't do it, everybody. Don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> We're going to defensive props. We're gonna go. Chris Jones to get a sack at plus 132. Oh, it won't let me parlay that. You fucking pieces of really? shit. Player to record an assist. because they know it's going to happen. Player to Dude, it won't let me do Trek McDuffie to get an INT, dude. Man, what about kicker props? Will let me do kicker props? Buckner over seven and a half kicking points? Jesus, dude. Dude, this is just – I guess, look, dude, for the sake of time, <laughs> I think that's going to be my only – actually, no, I'll go to TD Props. Um, I will go uh, Rasheed Rice to score a TD. I like that. Like right, I said, so find find some names that are not in your top four. I'm not saying the top four won't get in there. I'm just saying there's going to be other focal points to get in there. Oh my god, a no sweat dude. I'm able to knock knock into the no sweat parlay. So that means we'll get our we'll we'll be able to get our money back if this loses. There you go. Love it. So this is this is the parlay. It's it's a little over plus thirty-four thousand. Oh, this is beautiful. It is use check anytime tutty. Kelsey, a hundred plus receiving guards, Kittle and Rice to score a tutty, and Pacheco to have over 80 yards. So we got, what was that, five out of six? A nice little cool five-teamer, dude. All right. We're in, dude. We're in. David, I'd like to thank you for coming on, talking the big game and everything. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media and everything? Thanks, man. Appreciate it as always. Good luck, everybody, this weekend. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, betterdp21, as always, better with an O-R. Really looking forward. Have fun this weekend. Enjoy the game. Let's make it another 4 and O. For my Super Bowl picks going into this weekend. <laughs> uh, and I'm just letting you know the reason my side didn't win last year in the Super Bowl is because I had futures on both teams. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, that so was, that, that, that was well, it. Dude, meanwhile, meanwhile I came out the gate betting on KC. So, you know. Hey, I'm just saying, futures <laughs> both teams. So, all right, my man. We'll talk soon, brother. Thanks, bro. Please make sure to give my boy David a follow at Better DP21. Sorry, there's some clicking going on in that last interview with David. No idea what that was. Did my best to clean it up. Apologize for that for those who listen. Make sure to check out the ETOF21 Sports Show this Tuesday night. Professional iRacer Brandon at Boston Boy 83 is going to be this week's guest. We're going to look back at the Super Bowl. Brandon's going to talk a little NASCAR and we'll share some bets for the upcoming week. Until then, let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money. Until next week, boys and girls.